This is Jean. This is Nicole. And this is Daniel. And we are a Philippine X podcast to magically disappoint your parents. Hello. <laughs> We're all in one spot. It's been a tough one to get us together, but here we are. The van's back. Yes. <laughs> We're, We're still very much. We're still very much in the digital world, but we are in one space. <laughs> yes, yes. One day we'll reunite. Um, let me cover some fan mail. It's a lot. But also, um, sorry, not just fan mail, announcements. Um, our friends at Mars Whatna, so it's Mars, like the planet Mars, Whatna, N-A, question mark. It's a podcast, too. Um, their season two just launched on July 20th, so make sure to check them out. They're friends, good folks. Check them out. Um, next, I just wanted to bring up this viral retweet that we put on our Insta by at um, Miss Tay Love um, with two E's um, that many of you resonated with. Um, so we just don't want to leave our audio listeners out. It says, or the tweet was, your own family will talk shit about you when you're in the process of breaking all their generation curses. This ain't for the weak. Um, and that just like hit almost close to a hundred and people were really feeling it. I don't know if you two have anything to say about that. I just want to bring it up because, um, you know, clearly this is a podcast that disappoints our parents, but I guess that sentiment still lives on. Any thoughts before we move on to the rest of the fan mail or slash announcements? Um, so did you like, were people um, replying to that? Yeah, the they story? were. They Was were a uh, lot of like folks like just agreeing um agreeing and a lot of like intense emojis of like yeah you know like mm. um yeah. like a cringe a, like uh in the realm of the family of cringe emojis of like mm. um you know and that's okay you don't have to explain but if it ma- made you feel something um i know i felt something um <laughs> just know that this kind of podcast and this kind of uh discourse exists here um all right so more announcements our friend Armina, who is thinking about grad school, and for anyone else who can relate with Armina, who just doesn't have like dollars or trust funds out there, um, we want to put it out here for this is her handle um, Armina KG, A R M I N A K G, also a guest on the show. For those feeling generous, our friend and favorite researcher Armina is open to any financial help on the track to get to graduate school. She has Venmo and Cash App. We will put that in our show notes. Um, Want to know more about um, her and why she's worth investing in? Check out her episode on all our podcast platforms. Armina Guelas, G-U-E-L-A-S, Rebel with Many Causes. Um, Please, please, please check it out. And then to the fan mail, y'all. Gabe Oliveros um, on schedule with his fan mail. Um, great episode on Tresse. I like Tresse's noir feel. I didn't watch it in Tagalog, but now I'm going to check it out. And I think that was thanks to Jenna and Nicole for encouraging our listeners to check out the Tagalog version. Um, other um, comments from our last episode, Heather Goodlett. Who? <laughs> um, was start, started a, started a, taking a bold move here and said, get budget on the podcast. Then somebody chimed in after Heather and was like, OMG, please come on the podcast budget. Uh, that was Leilani Fab. And then um, Budget Tan says, sounds like fun. We'd love to meet you guys and chat about comics and myth and folklore. OMG. So- <laughs> Get us wild. on Tresse After Dark budget. <laughs> 
Bring us on. Um, it would be really great. I know that there's a wild time difference uh, with us in the Philippines. So we are uh, watching the DMs real close and we'll probably send you a note budget. But uh, yeah, lots of action here at um, BB. So that's the 411. How's it going, my friends? Let's put that out into the universe. Mm-hmm. That we get budget, the entire cast and crew. Whoa, we can dream, can't we? Listen, we would love to compensate folks for their time, but we are a small project, right? Very we're small like, project. We're literally a nonprofit, but not a nonprofit. <laughs> a nonprofit that doesn't have any profit. <laughs> Absolutely zero. But but I would I would like to uh, give my services of a uh, polvoron delivery and oh. right now maybe like embroidery patches. What a I'm... niche market here! Ooh. <laughs> oh, and also before we get into the check-in, I so I've told you both that I was gonna start watching Trece, but then I just I don't know, like I it just like didn't. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do my research this wow, week. Wow, you fake. It's fine. Hey. It's fine. You have jet lag. <laughs> Hey, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna do my research this week, and I'm gonna watch it. My um, my friends from um LA have also talked to me about Trece too. So I was like, okay, so it's not just the Bruja baddies people. It's like everyone <laughs> telling me to watch it. So with enough I will, peer pressure, I will be watching it. Yes, Daniel will watch it. Um, but there's no shame if you're late to the game. Um, hey, get on it. Get on it. I mean, that's like the beauty of streaming yes. services. Like if you have access to them, is that like you can catch up on things. Right. right. Um, 10 years later down the road, this episode will still exist. <laughs> um, like I just started watching um, Battlestar Galactica. Ooh, that's so, a fun show. Yeah. It's stressful too. <laughs> Stressed. I, and you know, I love a, and I guess this could be part of a check-in, but like, I love to spoil myself. Like I'll Wikipedia mm-hmm. everything for a plot. Yes. Like, especially like, like I wikied the plot for, um, Oh boy, what is that movie uh, about the family that cons that? Is it Parasite? Family? Yes. Okay. So like, <laughs> I I had to wiki it before going to see it in the theater because like, yes, I my heart can't handle it. <laughs> like, hey, I can't good preventative it, so, measure. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not spoiling myself for any Bowser Galactica. But anyway, also, um, I I was interviewed for a documentary. Hey, oh, we got a movie star on our hands, y'all. Um, so uh, please, no pictures, no pictures. Um, this is Nicole after dark. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, a couple of years ago, um, I like when I was deep in doing fandom research, um, I had the opportunity to speak with a Filipina Australian from UT Sydney named Evangeline Aguas. Uh, she was in town mm. and allowed me to ramble on camera. <laughs> For her dissertation. Um, it's called Queer Interruptions. And conceptually, I would say that it's about like the second, like adolescence or the second coming of age that queer folks experience after coming mm-hmm. out. Um, and so you can view parts of that online at queerinterruptions.com and follow them on Twitter and Tumblr. It's good. So. It's good stuff. As soon as uh, Nicole told me, I looked it up. Um, Wow. Ramble, you're like <laughs> really good on TV. Ooh, on, um, oh, you want me to like talk about the gay shit that I love? Yeah, for sure. I'll <laughs> no be there. Greater. 
um so yeah it was when you're famous it was really cool like um I don't like I I don't think that Evangeline and I like like we didn't know that uh like we had never met before prior to talking (laughs) so like I didn't know that she was Panay and so it was like uh really interesting to like to try to um I don't just be like I, I don't know. It's like a, a weird diasporic uh, yeah. <laughs> connection and being queer. And what a time capsule of your life, you know? Uh, oh my gosh. Yes. Wow, if you want to wow. see the, uh, if you want to see the pin that Jean got me, I'm wearing it. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's literally been two years. It's 2021. I keep forgetting. Wow. I mean, yeah. Panda Ube ain't a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, how you doing? My jet lag friend. Yes, very much jet lag. Um, I'm decompressing from like all the summer <laughs> travels. Um, I, like once it turned like maybe like July, I was just like, okay, now it's cancer season. Let's oh. let's go do all the summer laquachas. So then I've been, uh, I've or I had, I had been roasting in Palm Springs for a week. Yeah, look at your um, tan. For my, okay, thank you. Um, and then. Um, my partner and I went to Honolulu for our anniversary. And then immediately after um, landing in like Las Vegas, I think like we waited a day. And then the day after um, I drove straight to Los Angeles to pick up my new baby cat, Kayo. Wow, did you sleep at all? <laughs> um, I think I slept that one night. And then the following morning, I was just like, okay, so my friend and I are gonna drive at 3 p.m. Or yeah, no, 3 a.m. Just so I could get to LA at like, oh. 8 a.m. So then we did that drive and then I did four more hours after I picked up the cat. So then I was just like not asleep. Um, And now I'm kind of, um, I am, what's a good way to like, I am, um, I'm trying to relearn how to be a cat dad with this new cat. That's tough. tough. Especially that um, Sora, like my older cat, initially was not a fan, but now they're friends. So that's a good thing. Um, but other than that, I've just been, I only have like, I think three more weeks, maybe two more weeks of uh, summer. So I'm just going to squeeze, squeeze the shit out of it with uh, more embroidery. Um, I'm trying my hand in French cuisine. Um, trying uh, being a cat, cat dad number two mm-hmm. and reading because I just, I need to catch up. Y'all love books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, wow, you have still a fully loaded, uh, festive summer ahead of you. Yeah. Um, updates on me. You know, I, w- I made f- friends with a neighbor this week. I was, I was walking my dog, Stitch, and he was dragging ass down, like, by this one house. Um, this lady comes out, and, sh- and he's, like, being super cute. You know, he's, like, wailing his little hot dog body. Um, and, you know, I don't typically ask this because I've always had um, very negative repercussions every time I ask somebody if they're Filipino. Um, because in the past, in my early 20s, every time I asked, they always like demonize me for not knowing Tagalog, like, like they, they shit on my parents, shit on me. And it's all within the matter of two or three minutes, like, oh, you're not really fucking Filipino, (laughs) right? It happens all the time. And I'm just like, and you could say it's a microaggression or like, it's just like, it hits me like, and then I like have to process and I'm a fucking mess. But anyway, I took the bold move and I was like, are you Filipino? And she says, yes. And then she asks if I am, and I say yes. Then she like starts speaking Tagalog so fast. And I did a classic thing because I was kind of like embarrassed and overwhelmed. And I was just like nodding my way through hoping like, you know, my drops app is like just going to help me magically get up to speed. 
Um, so like suffice it to say, your girl is still a lifelong learner in the realm of Tagalog. Aren't we all? Yeah, I guess everyone yeah. except for folks who already speak yeah. fluently. <laughs> it's their <laughs> first language. Um, but yeah, it was just great meeting another Filipino and she like invited me to her house for like occasional Friday barbecues, which I'm like, free Filipino food? Yeah, yeah duh, you know, it'd be awesome. Right, like I guess we're coming over. Right, yeah, well, just like yeah. my old posse. Um, yeah, because there's other Filipinos who have not acknowledged me, and I know we see each other. I see your Wallace Ting Ting like sweeping <laughs> through. Um, so uh, I will work my way um, through my neighbors, but it, yeah, as there, and I know that maybe this has happened for some people. Like you just like people sometimes will just claim that they're just Americans, so they don't have to deal with this like diasporic like fucking shuffle. Um, but it worked like even yesterday night, like I was at like a diner in Water Street downtown where my um, plot twist office is. And like the late, I asked the lady, there's a soup that they make is bell pepper soup. Um, it tastes like calderata. And <laughs> the lady was like, you should try it. It's really good. I'm like, oh yeah. Cause it tastes like calderata, right? I'm Filipino and you're Filipino. And she's just like, you're Filipino. And so she goes away and then she's like, but do you speak Tagalog? She was trying to do the same thing as this lady. And I was like, you know, I'm learning. And she just, she took a pause because I guess I don't know if it looks like I'm a Filipino making effort, but um, short story, uh, you know, you can take a chance. There might be a negative repercussion, which sucks, but you know, maybe maybe we can bridge these gaps. I don't know. Just saying. Yeah, that's hella interesting because, um, like, I so I donated blood a couple of days ago, and uh, come on, tell me what phlebotomist isn't Filipino? <laughs> like, I have a cousin that's a phlebotomist. Um, and as I was getting prepped, um, mm-hmm. she was like asking me questions and I answered, I, I answered, uh, oh, cool. <laughs> and, like, so instead of like, are you Filipino? I just like, I you just went, went, went for it. To it. Yeah, you and, did. um, it was very interesting. Cause like, cause that's how I, that's how I navigate that. Like with older Filipinas yeah. or not even old, not like hella older, but just like yeah. Filipinos who are, I guess like a little older than me uh, <laughs> and uh and she just started like asking me questions in Tagalog after that and didn't realize that she was doing that and then oh. caught herself and was like oh I'm, I'm sorry I'm just talking to you in Tagalog is it yeah, okay yeah yeah I understand I was like yeah I understand I can't answer you in Tagalog, right. but like nothing more than a opal right <laughs> but, that's fair like, it was like it's very interesting. It's like a switch that was of safety. Like, oh, now we can cut switch into being Filipino. Yeah. yeah. Um, without realizing too, which naturally that we're like Filipino Americans. Daniel, do you have any light to shed on this before we move on to yeah. the of today's episode? So um, when we were in Hawaii, um, so like, I mean, like, I know that there's a lot of like Filipinos who work within like the um, like hotel restaurant management stuff. Um, and like, we talked to like the front desk person and also there was a concierge who were, who were both Filipino. And I Mm -hmm. just like, I just asked them like, are you Filipino? And they're Mm -hmm. like, yes, are you? And then I, I like, for me, like I just started speaking in Tagalog. And then when they're able to like respond, that's like my switch to be like, okay, so they could understand. Wow. Um, But then if they don't, then I'm like, okay, so like they're Filipino. I acknowledge that we're going to just speak in English. Right. So I guess like, like, among like, the three of us, we have like three different like perspectives yes, experiences. on this. <laughs> this. I mean, maybe we'll save this for a future. It was really interesting, the switch 
even you, like your thought process of like just immediate comfort, like just, boop, you know, like a funny, it's really worth investigating. Uh, it's a thesis we <laughs> will make into a xenonon. <laughs> you can go in two directions with that. Like one is you can, um, you can maybe throw some money at Armina and talk to her about hey. Las Vegas being the ninth island. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like the similarities of Filipinos and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I want to ask you something, Daniel. Um, yeah. Like, how did you experience any like pushback from locals and like Native Hawaiians for being out there? Just because what, of like. What do you mean by out there? Like my my like sexuality or like. No, I well, I mean just oh. traveling because. Um, oh. Because of like, um, you know, since yeah. pandemic, like a lot of folks are like pleading <laughs> with people not to come visit. And then like, right. they're like running out of resources and water and shit. Yeah, you know, I actually like before we went to Hawaii, like maybe like two weeks before we went to Hawaii, that's when like I started like reading up on like these things. Um, to be honest, I didn't experience any pushback at all. Um but then again, we were like at a resort. So then it was like, mm-hmm. that was like their, that was their economy. Right. So perhaps you didn't interact because of ge- geographically. There yeah. Would be no I merge. mean, like we did go to like, we did go out of the resort. Like we went to the North Shore and stuff, but then we didn't really um, spend a lot of time there. So I didn't get to experience or didn't uh, experience any pushback on it. Or about like me being there. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, I've I've never been to Hawaii, so I well <laughs> worth asking. Ooh, but, but, but yeah, I was just really interested because of like I don't know, just stuff that I'm seeing on Twitter. Yeah. Right. Well, Daniel, take us to the episode. Oh. <laughs> well, okay. So, um, us talking about um the awkward conversations that we have with other Filipinos and, and, you know, like talking in Tagalog is actually a really good segue into like our discussion today, because we're going to talk about um, something that is very pertinent to not only post COVID times, but just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, or maybe like at this point, like a month and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so I was out delivering some chocolate chip cookies and pulveron to, um, to my fellow brujas. Uh, Nicole was just chilling out outside, horticulturing in their garden. Um, and I went up to them with the goodies <laughs> and to trade for their Swiss charge, which, by the way, was really good in um, my Tinola. Thank you. I'm glad, um, I'm glad. So we, and then we just like, we just stood there for a bit. And I don't like, I don't know what was happening. Like, <laughs> like I, I think they had their, did you have your mask on, Nicole? I didn't. And that's what I was like, kind of anxious about so I I was thinking oh god am I being an asshole for not having Mm -hmm. my mask on um and I mean like with the resurgence of like the delta variant and stuff it's like I should have my fucking mask on anyway like I should have had it in my pocket and even afterwards like I felt really bad but there was that that moment of like should I have had my mask on or should like am I being weird Mm. so like we so Nicole and I could not make sense of like what was happening. <laughs> yeah. um, and if there were strangers, luckily there weren't, I feel like they would have thought that we were both being awkward. Um, <laughs> I mean, I like, feel, yeah, I yeah. feel like, well, they've been awkward or like, oh, this is the most 
awkward dorky drug exchange ever <laughs> um and then i mean like about like a couple hours later we laughed it off like in text messages but then i like i started thinking about like were we awkward though like and then even gene like brought up the fact that you guys are awkward and i'm like right. wait what does that mean so our our quite our uh the questions that we're going to center our our conversation on today are are we awkward what can we do about it um what can we do about it post covid when everyone is re-emerging into the world to ease their cabin fever isolation and wanderlust um and also now um that is like you know permanent to, uh, per pertinent to the times mm-hmm. how like what can we do about it when the delta variant is around yeah um, and also, how do Filipinos deal with this social awkwardness? So much to think about. A lot. Very yeah. layered. Like, and we love layers because we yeah. love a sans revolve cake, right? Um, I I don't know <laughs> that I would call this moment post-COVID because, like, we're yeah. still, like, in it. Right. But Maybe there like definitely is, like, Post-first pandemic. I guess it's, like, like debatable, the first, right? The first, um, the first wave, I guess, if yeah. you think about... Yeah. Um, movements in time but I digress time is a social construct Um, maybe also (laughs) like social awkwardness how do (laughs) y'all how would y'all describe quote-unquote social awkwardness um I thought really hard about this question and I really didn't know how to answer it Mm. Um, but here's one way Um, for me social awkwardness is like saving face Mm. or like for like myself or like for others in a social setting. Um, so social awkwardness is like, I don't want to say something. So I'm just not going to say anything mm-hmm. because I don't, I, because I'm in fear of like saying the wrong things. At least that's for me. Or maybe that's for like the other person too. But, but um, this saving face phenomenon is sometimes backwards and like ineffective. Mm. Because like you trying to save face makes you not save your face Mm. ironically enough right yeah um this is a really hard question for me i mean this kind of social awkwardness was like a cool thing to be in your like teens like uh, we're all like emo and you know what i mean like the world doesn't understand us um but like currently at 33 i really identify as an extrovert and an empath and so i love being in tune with like people's conversations and keeping laughter going so so social awkwardness to me as of right now in this definition of my life is um this like brief or stagnant feeling of like feeling stuck in an interaction um yeah, that's how I feel. Unical? Or do you mean like when an interaction is like paused? Yeah. Or like mm-hmm. that there isn't like action. Um, this is so like, I love this and I hate it at the same time. <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> like, um, and like the little, the fucking little um, inner sociologist in me is coming mm-hmm. out there. Because like, you could really, uh, or you could really like chop this down and like, peel it back Mm because like what is that um and I also too like struggle with what this means to me um I I went up and and looked up the oh okay (laughs) researcher (laughs) you know like it's right I guess (laughs) and like uh um like uh, I think like the synonyms are like um like clumsy embarrassing Mm -hmm. and stuff um and so like I guess like I would um consider social awkwardness to be like 
the result of anxiety and fear of not being perceived as cool. So mm. um, like if you, and you know, Daniel talked about like saying the wrong things, like that fear of not appearing, like, like not doing the right thing or saying the mm-hmm. right thing. Um, and so like, and I definitely went into a wormhole spiral about like, <laughs> well, wait, <laughs> What, what the fuck is being cool anyway? Mm. And um, who gets to decide what's cool and what happens when like different people perform coolness and and other people don't and that. But mm. I guess like, you know, this can be a conversation that we have for the Patreon um, <laughs> when, we're, when we're high uh, for Bruja Buddy. For 20 uh, Nicole, I do like the... I do like the word that you used. Where was it? Um, the result from anxiety. But mm. but I was also thinking like, is it also like the symptom of? Ooh. Yeah, like it can definitely be both. Like that's the great thing about fluidity, I guess. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot to uncover from yeah. this and right. unearth. Oh. To unearth, yes. Um. So, okay, I want to ask you both personally, to what degree are you socially awkward? And why do you say that and provide a situation? This feels like like an SAT essay. <laughs> this is like at my college admittance. <laughs> so like, yeah, so why say that and give a situation of social awkwardness? Okay, so um, again, being extrovert empath, like I didn't really understand like this, this new component of my life of like um, having been cabin fevered up, like, in relating to people. So back in the day, pre-2020, 2020, yes. I used to be able to sit in a coffee shop and just make friends super quick. I'd just be sitting and I'll just be like, yeah, you know. Um, and now I, when I sit in a coffee shop and someone notices me, and this was in the small resurgence of us being allowed not to wear a mask, um, I will only be literally I like able to hold a three question conversation. <laughs> and then I start to like panic a little bit because I'm like, all right. I mean, I'm done. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like talking anymore. Um, so, but the person remembers pre 2020 gene. Mm. And so then they think there's more of me that I'm going to say. And I'm like, I don't, I'm out of material. I just want to go back to drinking this coffee and chilling out. Um, but yeah, I think like, I guess that's kind of where my social awkwardness is right now is that, um, I've shed an old identity and I really like my quiet. But anyway, how about mm-hmm. you, Nicole? Oh my gosh, I love that because um, it's like a, or I guess what you are doing as like setting boundaries with not mm. wanting to converse anymore, to like or to uh, put out or like to use energy for mm-hmm. that uh, is like it could be perceived as social awkwardness, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. like you're just putting down boundaries. Yeah, mm. that's a good point. I love this growth. Um, I think like as I've gotten older and become more like comfortable with who I am as like a very queer uh, nerdy person, I've kind of lost the um, like the desire to want to like impress people, mm-hmm. <laughs> like impress strangers, impress uh, like potential <laughs> paramours. Um, <laughs> but uh, except for like if I'm around like quote-unquote famous people <laughs> so, like celebrities whether it be like Hollywood celebrities or like people who uh, 
I can't be considered as like public intellectuals. <laughs> like I get really fucking nervous mm. and I get, I turn into like, I almost like that stereotypical like fangirl of, I, mm. I, had, I become a fan squirrel. And oh. so like, um, and yeah, like it really reminds me of like being a teenager. Um, but and so like, I would say that me, and you know, our interaction, Daniel, of like our social awkwardness doesn't really like, I don't know, I don't, I think of it as like a moment, but I don't think of it as like an identity or like some, yeah. a descriptor of who I am. Wait, can we take a pause there? Uh, is it like, when I think about it, cause I saw the text messages and even I interacted with Daniel and I wore a mask and he didn't. Was it like just a moment where you were both overtly considerate, but it was like kind of shocking because you were on the same page, but not on the same page, right? Like, I mean, I guess it would just be like the ings like a uh, anxiety of not, uh, yes. So I would say that, yes, like wanting to be um, c- considerate, but not actually communicating that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, uh, uh, and maybe because like we are just like uh, con- like interacting virtually mm-hmm. that it's like it's easier for us to do this behind a screen or mm-hmm. like via text but like when you're in person it's like oh yes <laughs> yes we've gotten so accustomed to this so I think part of it too um, is that like we're both trying to read like we're both trying to like read each other but like <laughs> we weren't successful at doing that because Mm. the situation in itself I mean like I was there to deliver like we were there to like do the trade but then we also didn't I guess in a sense consider the fact that like masks Mm -hmm. I guess kind of like when you go to like the grocery store now like I I just went to the grocery store like to um Costco the other day and like I didn't wear a mask and then for some reason, everyone around me was. And I was like, how did I get in? But then when I went to Petco to grab some stuff for like the new cat, I was wearing a mask and no one else was wearing a mask. And mm-hmm. I was like, how did they get in? Yeah, this is truly, that's that. those two moments are truly like the sign of the times, you know? Um, yeah. Daniel, the question to you. Oh, oh yeah. Um, so I was a social butterfly like throughout my, like, my schooling years. Mm-hmm. Um, And I just remember in like college, I would just like sit at a table with like my books and like my laptop open because that's what you do at a college cafe. Okay. Um, And someone would just like come up to me like uninvited. And I think part of the reason for that is because like, like I put myself out there so much that like everyone knew me. Mm-hmm. And I just had like a like a resting like nice face, I guess. Um, <laughs> I've never heard that. Um, so like they would just come up to me uninvited and like strike up a conversation, and then like something clicked like after college or like right before the end of college, where like I've just become more introverted. So like when someone would try to like like socialize with me, I'm kind of just like well, I'm doing my own thing. Mm. Um, so kind of like similar to like what Jean said that. Um, that oh I guess before that um like people still remembers like the like the Mm -hmm. sociable like Daniel and I'm kind of like I've like I've cut off cut off like social media like I only text like a small group of friends and then like sometimes when they're like oh my god like remember this this is you want to do this this is this I'm like that's not me anymore but like thanks for like the invitation I guess um but 
like I've just become like a social butterfly on the wall, I guess. Like I've, oh. I've um, realized that communication is both ways. Um, that yes, like they're, they can more so like talk to me. I can also like communicate with them. They're like, I'm busy. I can't really do anything right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also don't have to say anything if I don't want or need or have to. Mm. Um, and kind of like what you said, Jean, like silence and solitude is a nice change um, yeah. from like all of the dings on the cell phone and just like just people wanting to like talk to you and just like not necessarily leave me alone but like just give me space right right um it really reminds me of perhaps I was very performative you know um now that we're all comparing notes about our situation um so in one or two words how would you describe your feelings in these socially awkward situations Nicole oh god okay so that's it oh god <laughs> um, but also like pain and dread, um, mm. and in this or panic and dread, and around like quote unquote cool people. So, <laughs> uh, like I in my head am doing the most to like come off as cool, but then it like backfires because then like I'll like have a foot and mouth moment. Um, <laughs> and so like, and I'm I didn't mention this earlier, but like. God. Okay, so I growing up was like very into tennis. Like I didn't play, but I watched it a, a lot. And um I really love uh Steffi Groff. Mm-hmm. And um it like blew my mind that she was like married to Andre Agassi. Like, you know, this is like hot 90s tennis. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> and they live in Las Vegas. And so like, I never thought that I would run into them or anything, but um, when I worked on the sales floor, I did interact with Steffi Graf a couple of times. Wow. And like, I, I just wanted to like nerd the fuck out. Just mm-hmm. be like, oh my God, you're, you're an amazing athlete. And, and like, I just wanted to like vomit out all these <laughs> things. Um, and, but in my head, I was like, bitch you got to keep it together you're at work Mm. um and also (laughs) like you Steffi has to think you're cool um Mm. but and then and then I ended up like saying something really weird like while I was helping her and then I was like oh god this Mm. is gonna be what she associates me with um so yeah just that panic and dread those are very good words uh Daniel one or two words to describe your feelings about being socially awkward um for me discomfort before reservation (laughs) um so the initial parts of like entering a like a socially awkward situation especially if like I'm the person that's making it awkward is that like that awkward is like palpable like you Mm. could touch it you could feel it you could you could even taste it (laughs) um and then you just realize like I've I've felt this before nothing bad happened last time other than the fact that like you may maybe lost your face or whatever don't just stay as is um, Nicole, you sharing your um, your experience with Steffi Groff reminded me of like a of like an interview, like a a job interview that I had. Um, so I was applying to a job in like Seattle when I was like on my like Seattle phase. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember like the person, the interviewer was just like, "Oh, like, are you familiar with Seattle?" And then I meant to say like. Yes, I'm very familiar. Like I like for me to fly home to Alaska, I have to make like a stop, like a halfway point in Seattle. 
and then go up to Alaska. So I, I consider Seattle like my second home. But then I said, yeah, Seattle is like my halfway house. And I was just what like, wait a second. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was um, a good pun, kind of, not really. <laughs> I d- needless to say, I did not get the job. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so yeah, like discomfort. So like I was very uncomfortable in like that situation. Um, but then I was just like, okay, yeah, you slipped up. Like, did it kill you? No, not really. Um, so like, I just stayed as is. And I just like continued the conversation. I continued the interview. I continued what I was doing. Um, um, what's her name? Cle- Kelly Clarkson said, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Wow. And, I, and I fully believe in it. Um, I'd only try to make things unawkward if the other person says something about it. So if I, like, if, they don't think it was awkward be like cool I guess like I, I fucked up but they understood what I was trying to say or I was trying to do um if the other person says something about it for sure but like I ask myself all the time is it really my responsibility mm, good question good question what about you Eugene um okay so my one or two words for um to describe these feelings is currently at 33 in 2021 um in the awkwardness of this pandemic um I would say confused and tired mm-hmm. um I think after the pandemic I am really acquainted with how okay quiet time is so I realized this like thespian and has been acting on an energy in a lot of situations that my body has finally come to realize that when I am uncomfortable talking it's okay to just bow out and just listen to my vibes like um and that's not like f- like physically ba- bowing out just like I just I just be quiet. I just don't take up space. And, um, you know, sometimes it's tired because people are continuing to just go on and on and on. And I'm like, I mean, I just like shrug and continue to do. So, I mean, that's a tiring thing because it's, it's the sense of rebranding and, um, mm. and setting those boundaries, but it's tiring all, all the same. So that's, those are my words. I just got to start telling y'all. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is a re- see. And you did you like there's that self-realization like you just mm-hmm. you just caught yourself doing yeah. what you said you don't want to do <laughs> it's, like, it's a very hard thing to unlearn right mm-hmm. so I don't know that's pretty cool I guess um y'all can take note and if Jean stops talking <laughs> and you keep talking she's done done bullshit. I'm just kidding do you any um do y'all think that there's a relationship between um Filipino culture or mm. Filipino sociality and social awkwardness? If so, what? <laughs> so um, I think this is your grad school question. <laughs> Another so, one. So I think there's like one, like here's like one strain to like answer this question. Like I would say yes, um, because like the mm. Filipino culture is like accustomed to like entertainment. Mm. Um, I mean, like, if you think about, like, what a read, <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> um, like, we love, we love drama, <laughs> we love chismes, we love chikahan, we love to laugh, we love to dance, we love to make noise, and then social awkwardness kind of puts all of those to a stop, mm-hmm. like, the silence, like, mm-hmm. again, like, the silence in the Filipino culture is, like, palpable, like, okay, um, this may be a little bit, like, TMI, it's not TMI, mm-hmm. 
but like a little personal but like um so my mother was very mad at me when I was in Hawaii (laughs) right um and like just her not talking to me like I mean yes it wasn't like a social awkward situation I guess for some people it might be but like but like she got really mad at me and we didn't talk for like two days and that was like painful to me Mm -hmm. um and that like that silence is from like anger yes but then like silence and like social awkwardness is like a little bit different um in my experience I think I've always been taught to fill in the quiet to keep the conversation going Mm -hmm. um so then when it's like quiet I'm kind of just like I'm expending more energy because I don't want it to be quiet. But at the same time, if I like stay quiet around Filipinos, I'm right. still expending energy because they, they want to like make sure that I'm entertaining them or, or they're entertaining me. Ooh, what a dance, a dance that we do. <laughs> it, well, um, yeah. And, you know, I was just thinking about this at like, um, if you're like quiet, it's like read as being aloof and you're like a sublada. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, shit's aired out, y'all. Shit's aired out. Somebody get a grad student and study this. <laughs> it's too traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> they will need a hefty, hefty, uh, what's that called? A stipend to right. go to therapy. Shit, they probably, people probably think we're sublada on this fucking show too. Probably. I mean, that was like my middle name growing up. <laughs> Um, yeah, I definitely agree with the masking of um, using gossip as a way to mask like the uncomfort- uncomfortable silence um, and definitely like talking shit about people with gossip, like just who can't defend themselves, you know, um, and if you don't engage on it, it's hella frowned upon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just like it like it fills the air of like not even really knowing the person across you because it's so much shit talking. Right. And so um in, in, in that whole theme, and we're just like taught to be busy, think busy, like just keep creating a sense of busyness, right? Um, and for the people who engage in masking that awkwardness with <laughs> gossip, good or whatever bad, um, it really does not do any type of relationship building. And that really sets a tone for the relationship, for a lot of relationships that exist in our community, because it's just like, you strip that away, what do you have? Like you like awkwardness, but also the opportunity to really, really know each other, which is vulnerability and Fili- being Filipino is <laughs> kind of a hard partnership to uh, link up, you know? You know, that is a good point though, Jean, because like a lot of like Filipino relationships um, are like tied back to like gossip, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then like, kind of like what you said, like the person that we're talking about can't defend themselves. <laughs> yeah. So then so then it's like, is it re- like you're building a, like a relationship with the person you're talking to, but at the same time, you're kind of bur- burning a relationship with the person that you're talking about. Right. Ooh. So it's like net, net worth zero. <laughs> <laughs> Lots that, of toxicness. That is so like, inter- like, cause you say net worth or, and it's like, what is at the root of this? Capitalism. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, so I'm going to piggyback a 360 fakey flip on what y'all have said. <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't know that we allow ourselves or allow each other to be awkward or to mm. um, for like space for awkwardness to uh, happen. Um, 
without like punishing ourselves or other people for mm-hmm. being quote unquote awkward. Great word. Um, and so like we are socialized, we're brought up to be social, right? Ooh. Um, I gotta take these headphones off, y'all. <laughs> saying too rich, too rich shit out of here. We're all gonna have to do some self care after this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's like um, so like what what does it mean to be social, right? Like um, I, it, so it, what is it? It means like being graceful and being like very well liked. Um, but why does that? fucking matter like it's just it's vapid um and so it makes me think about like how my parents um sometimes still do this where they like uh like compare me to people who are like either I'm related to or uh people within our orbit like um oh yeah this person is queer but guess what they have a really good job so they're better than you or like they don't have tattoos so they're a better queer than you and it's like like what is the fucking point of you saying this to me like wow is this because you want me to become like a more socially acceptable queer person like if I'm going to be queer do you want me to be like read as like yeah like an acceptable a digestive queer a digestible queer (laughs) you really raise another great point we're just like serving each other layups here because you know we have how we talked about between two people they gossip about somebody outside of that circle but like I think people closest to you don't even spend time gossiping they just shit talk right in front of you rather than like you know instead of saying I love you and I miss you or any sense of vulnerability in an awkward moment of not seeing them during this pandemic they're just like well how come you didn't shower today (laughs) or like how come you didn't like mow your lawn today you know what I mean it's just like it's just like daggers daggers it's it's a really fucked up way of like uh, showing like that they care that they're concerned for you but then it's also like why are you concerned about this thing right Um, like why can't like (laughs) uh, yeah like I don't understand why you're telling me that this other person is better than me like why can't you just love me for right when (laughs) I feel that I am the most liberated like yeah why do you care I, I think uh, after having gone two thirds into this episode, I realize awkwardness is a sense and zone for vulnerability and not many of us have it in our culture and community. For sure. Aww. I think it's like, it's definitely like some sort of like um, wartime coping <laughs> mechanism of like, you can't, you cannot afford to be vulnerable because mm-hmm. like th- there is political instability and we have to focus on survival right it's like we don't really live under those conditions out here so see that kind of ties back to like um like what i said earlier about like entertainment Mm -hmm. because i mean like if you think about like what they what people would have done in like wartime like stories um right and also just like talking about people (laughs) because what else could you do um, yeah, yeah, for sure. My, my like dad definitely asked me about a family I've not seen in like years, like, oh, how are they doing? Cause that's where the juiciest gossip is. But like, it's, it just sucks because it's like, can we be father daughter for a minute or two? Yeah. When I, um, when I actually told my, my dad that like, that my partner and I are going to Hawaii, um, he was just like, oh, your cousin, niece, <laughs> Well, anyways, I had a, I have a relative in like Honolulu and they were just like, 
or my dad was just like, yeah, you should like, here's like, this is her name. Um, here's her phone number, like go, go meet them. And I was just like, okay, first of all, one, I don't even know who this person is. Like mm-hmm. I've only known because you just told me. And two, why would I go to like a relative who's like, who I don't know personally, I haven't seen them ever. And then like expect them to be like, oh, I have a relative who is gay and his partner's right here. Mm-hmm. So I'm also kind of just like, I want to get out of that awkward situation. <laughs> so here's me saying no to my father. That's tough stuff. It's tough stuff. Um, speaking of people, how do you cope with social awkwardness amongst people? Jean. Oh, thank, thank you, Daniel. Um, <laughs> how do I cope with social awkwardness? Okay, okay. Um, um, currently, I just journal right now because you know what? I understand too in this pandemic and everyone's trying to figure it out. And yes, we're still in it in this weird like conundrum purgatory of sorts. Um, but journaling has helped me because perhaps someday someone will use this as evidence, archeological evidence. <laughs> I'm creating archeological evidence. Um, but also the amount of space I take, I know that people are going through it. So, you know, I have a lot to pour into my um, thought process. So journaling has helped me um, with my mental and physical well-being. Um, Nicole, what about you? Um, I think it depends on the company. Like, so I think among us, like friends, our barcadas, mm-hmm. um, that like, oh, uh, Nicole fucked up on the outline. Haha, that's weird. <laughs> and what's next? Um, like it's, it is just like a moment and not like an identity. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but again, around like famous folks, I turn into this teenager, um, uh, and I, I guess like that, that also will speak to um, like, who was I as a teenager? Mm-hmm. And so um, I need to tease that out, but I guess, um, and here I am, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go out of uh, order. Um, <laughs> I think like, so, cause the question was like, how do you cope with social awkwardness around like other people? So it's like, does this also mean like if someone else is being socially awkward, like how do you like navigate the situation? Oh, I mean, it can um, be both. Like, I don't know. Like, I just try not to, I don't know. Like, um, dang, this is a really good. Cause now I'm thinking about like how we were interacting with each other. Um, and like, ideally I would like to uh, just, not try to perpetuate like confusion <laughs> and like just communicate like oh hey yeah so you're stopping by like uh did you like want to hang out or are you just like is it just are you just driving by like I think yeah. like, that would have helped <laughs> like oh do you want me to wear a mask like to like really think about like I guess be more intentional about um yeah. interactions is like how I ideally would like to be but <laughs> I'm a fucking nerd, so I'm a stumble (laughs) sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I think definitely in this thing, like we we're flawed humans. Like, and I so I'm I'm hearing what both of you are saying, and I still think that both your intentions are in the right place, but I also think about um the dissemination of information about the mandate, right? You know, because you know, um it was just released at the time that CBC says we don't have to wear it, and then perhaps. And this could be in any case a scenario for even our listeners that maybe they didn't hear the announcement, right? Because like not a lot of people knew that this Tuesday 
that there's again another mass mandate in Nevada. You know, if you don't watch the news or if you're offline or you're not on Twitter, like then you're just gonna walk around without a mask. So it also, I, I look at your interaction too is not like, not heinous or like clumsy, but really regionally you may have received news differently, right? Like in, in, in what you do with that news, you know? So um, yeah, I would say I'm just advocating for your errors and flaws and love both of you. <laughs> I think like um and then also to talk about like how um like other people have treated social awkwardness with like spite like I also want to be cognizant that I'm not like perpetuating that mm-hmm. so like um you know like shit talking someone um I guess there is a difference between shit talking and exchanging information I will say <laughs> okay <laughs> Uh, for a greater purpose but um (laughs) like I don't I guess like you know like when someone makes fun of someone over vapid shit like look at that fucking outfit like I don't want to like um I don't want to participate in that kind of like social behavior right Mm -hmm. gosh you both really bring up also a sense of fear that it can be in component in social awkwardness too um things to think about um any last tips before we hit the recs about social awkwardness um yeah i want to hear about how daniel (laughs) oh (laughs) it's wait what about how what how do you cope how do you cope with other people and then (laughs) yeah with other people (laughs) okay um this situation is really awkward (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) well um for me i'm also like a work in progress but um I mean, what I mostly do is just, like, do what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Like, if I have to, like, have to talk to them, they'll talk to them. But then after, like, after it's, like, enough that I just stay in my lane. Um, mm-hmm. So let's say that, like, in my situation in college where, like, I'm reading a book or, like, I'm doing my homework and, like, a like a person just, like, stops by. Like, what I would do now in, like, 2021 Daniel mm-hmm. would just communicate with them like hi I need to focus like nice to see you but like I can't like I have to do something um that usually eases the awkwardness especially like for me because like I communicate with them that like this is what I have to do and and to be blunt you just distracted me from it and mm-hmm. I don't want you to be distracting me from it mm-hmm. um but yeah using the reality of business like like actually like you're busy like you have to do something or like if you just want to be alone just like say it um, it takes too much of my energy to be around other people, says the teacher who has 150 students every year. Uh, wow, weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gosh, you know how you're like, I, I, I'm sorry, y'all, you have me thinking, but, you know, I think people might, now that some people are out of the house, like, they get really, maybe too excited to interact again, you know? Um, so I think that was a good tip that you gave, Daniel. You know, just dial it back, y'all. We're not out of the woods. Yes. I love you, but. I mean, and in the the dialing back, like, like, I know that folks, like, we've all been cooped up or whatever, but, like, you see how wild people are getting on flights, like, fighting with flight attendants and stuff? Well, I have not, because I'm I'm offline. Yeah, I mean, you know, I haven't flown either. I just, you know, I'm on Twitter too much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, like people will like act real wild on a plane because they've been at home 
um, not knowing what to do with their own thoughts, which is like such a reflection on like, I don't, it's just a, a larger ref reflection of like how folks will deal with like having to curb the things that they want to do for the health and safety of other people. Yeah. Man, you put a whole nother shade of this into so social awkwardness. Like the three of us are responding in a very like, more like submit more submissive like it's not violent right we're not trying but like people can have social violently social awkward situations where if they don't get what they want they take you know and physically like hurt. and you know that's a whole nother extreme but it is another sense of social awkwardness well and then <laughs> and then you bring up a good point because <laughs> like you know social awkwardness is like um perceived as this like uncomfortable nerdy like dorky mm. embarrassing thing but like there is like another aspect to that is violence which you said but like I wish that folks would just call it like like it is awkward but I wish that folks would start calling things for what they are and I guess mm -hmm. maybe that's also part of like as a society of like not being accustomed to um like identifying our needs yes and, like and putting that. boundaries there's all so many fucking layers to this. There are so many layers. And I think we peeled back two <laughs> out of 80. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Any comments that come in from our listeners, you know, we'll be open to it to add to this conversation. This is not the end all be all because we are literally still living in it. Um, any last tips? I know we went on to tangents, but they're, um, they're, they're good and fruitful tangents. There's things that we're adding together in understanding this, again, kind of sociological lens into, you know, we're, no, we're not official sociologists, but definitely we keep an eye out on these interactions and maybe y'all can relate. So any tips before we head into Rex about um, letting go of social awkwardness? I really like uh, that y'all said, uh, to journal like that's something that I want to do more often as I tease out who this inner teenager is and this mm. like fan squirrel and uh really uncovering like like why I turn into this like uh I just want to be liked person mm. so <laughs> a little self-therapy way to name Yay. it way to name <laughs> it uh Daniel I do have a um a recommendation for Nicole especially with like journaling mm -hmm. um I like so I've been carrying like a fanny pack because I hate pockets and putting everything in my pocket so I just like carry a fanny pack and I have this like small little journal that I just carry everywhere um Ooh. so like and like I write everything in it like when um when when um my partner and I were playing phase 10 like all the points were there my grocery list is on there and then just like my like um my intrusive thoughts are also in here so it's literally wow. it's like it's it's Every, like I don't write in it every day but I write in it when I need to that's a good habit and okay, we used practice. to do more of that mm -hmm. when we were young like you know we used to keep like secret journals or trade of and stuff so it's really like you know a lot of things have resurged from the 90s back to now like you know um, roller skating journaling zines, yeah. <laughs> zines. Yeah. so um let let that uh inner teen back out you know Long live the 90s. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shall we go on to Rex? Yes! Danielle. Okay. Um, uh, number one, I love canned sweet corn. Ooh, me too. I Oh my God. It's so versatile. Um, you can make cornbread because I'm now from the South. Um, or corn chowder because I'm from the North. 
shepherd's pie <laughs> or <laughs> maiz con hielo or elotes, a quick snack every, it's just good. I love, I love it. I love it cold from the fridge. Yes. Um, and sometimes, um, sometimes I keep like the, the corn juices and use that as like broth. Ooh, it's so good. Is this French cuisine again? <laughs> Not yet. Um, I'll probably, do like it's probably something that poor folks have done forever, but is now considered like <laughs> honestly. You know what, Nicole? You bring up a good point because when my mom didn't want to cook, she just gave us a cold corn, uh, yes. can corn, yes. <laughs> and I love that shit. Ooh, um, uh, yes, corn. <laughs> I forgot what I was gonna say. Corn hoops. <laughs> oh. You know, that's yeah. okay. That just means you have a healthy, healthy um system. Fiber, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, rec number two. Um, if you have the capacity and finances and you're feeling a little drab, get yourself like a living thing to take care of. Mm. Um, like I've had Sora Cat for two years and I had my new kitty cat Kayo. Um so like cats, yes, like their pets are like actual living things and they they walk around <laughs> and, and interact with you and you have to feed them and stuff and clean their litter box. Yes. But if like if um, if you want to go somewhere on like the the more economical side, get a plant mm-hmm. um, like my pothos plant has been growing for like the past year that I've had it. And like I'm thinking about splitting it into two because it just keeps growing. Um, it's just nice to have something that you could interact with, especially, especially if like you want to stay inside. Like also teaches you to have compassion. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Oh, and also it's nice to have something wonderful to come home to Ooh. that you've nurtured yourself. Um, nice. I remember, I remember when like, um, Sora was just like one years old and I would like come home from work. She's just already there just waiting for me and I'm like hello welcome um and then uh recommendation number three if you haven't yet please get the vaccine Mm -hmm. um the delta variant is um hitting those who are unvaccinated and those who um and like those areas with a lot of unvaccinated people really really hard and um please don't do that to yourself and the people that you love um and also don't do that to yourself yeah, yeah. Um, and also, <laughs> and also, please wear a mask everywhere. <laughs> yes, it may be that like, it may be that like you don't have to wear a mask. Like businesses are telling you to, or or businesses are not telling you to wear a mask or whatever. Just wear it. It's for not only your safety, but it's for like someone else's safety. Right. Think of it like an umbrella on a rainy day, and yes. we're just having a lot of rain. Um, and again, yeah, I totally think that, um, you know, I super encourage you to get the vaccine as well. I know that people get news differently and there's a lot of, uh, you know, debunking and, you know, a lot of just news to make you anxious, you know, um, but at the same time, it's like, there are so many countries waiting still to have what you have, um, which is privilege and access to the vaccine. Um, back to my three recs, y'all. Okay. Keats. Um, also makeshift left on Etsy known as um, I highly recommend their zine called summer crush it is filled with comic shorts about being attracted to men and women so like it's like so it's one zine right but like it's like flipped upside down so on one side it's all their stories of being attracted to women 
And then when you flip it, it's all their stories attracted to men. Um, it's really good. It's really poignant. And it takes a lot of the stories take place of their teen years in the Philippines. And it was just, it just really brought me back with the way they illustrated. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'll lend it to y'all. Hi, um, Keith. Hello, so neighbor. Yes. Um, second recommendation is Never Have I Ever on Netflix. It centers around an Indian teenager, Davy, and just a mostly nuanced high school character plots. It's so cringy, but I love it because it's just like very nuanced plots about, um, I think maybe two thirds of them are Asian American. Um, and so it's just really, really like, I guess it makes me cringy because I've been in situations where I like, like that and like I keep fucking shit up. And so that's what that show is about. But it's also cringy because I'm 33 and knowing that, you know, these teens have so much life to live and maybe you'll find someone else when you're much later in life is like what I'm hoping for. But, you know, to be expected, you know, Netflix can't provide for all these seasons. So we can only hope. Um, and then third recommendation is the Barnes and Noble in Summerlin. I don't typically um, endorse corporate chains, but the reason for this is, is because they have an extensive manga section. There is a book clerk there, shout out to Betsy with the Z, who's put in charge of purchasing the manga and she's curated the area based off public suggestions and even categorized everything by content. So you can find all the sexy and queer ones on their own fucking shelf. Um, so shout out to Betsy for changing that space um, for and any other book clerk or seller who's just trying to face out unpopular books. We see you. We thank you. Jenna. Yeah, Jenna. <laughs> Flip those books. Um, throw them at people. Um, so those are my recs, Nicole. Oh, uh, thank you for that. It, so they're like book clerks are like, they're like experts, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, so my first recommendation is a girl boss, squirrel boss recommendation. <laughs> it's Netflix original Milkshake Gunpowder, <laughs> starring Karen Gillan and Lena Headey with Angela Bassett, Michelle Yeoh, and Carlo Cugino, all wearing <gasps> bespoke tweed suits. They look so good. And wielding blades. Um, yeah, like, I loved it. Um, you know, I love it. I, I don't love, actually, like... Sometimes you just got to take off your critical snapback, right. but uh, you know, this is, I'm not going to spoil it, but it, I mean, it is like white women fucking up and then women of color having to like clean up after them. Okay. Like, I don't, that's not what, I don't think that was the intention, but that is the intent like, or like, that is the mm. impact of when you want, I mean, like, I still liked it. Like um, the cinematography, the bisexual color palettes, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just, Michelle Yo, Angela Bassett, like you're fucking hot. Um, do I hear cosplay ideas? Uh, I mean, absolutely. Did I take a BuzzFeed uh, quiz to figure out which um, uh, milkshake <laughs> gunpowder I was? Absolutely. Um, so I, you know, I give it a four out of five uh, diva cups. Um, I would have given it five if they didn't do a bury your gaze trope, but you know, mm. I digress. Can't have Wait. everything when it's written by a man. True. Um, <laughs> But really great suits. I've only I'm only a third way into it because people kept talking to me during the movie. So oh damn. Okay, so like I watched it like twice already. Ooh, it's so, can't wait. Um, it's pretty it's, good. It's on my list now. But also when you listed out all of the characters or all of the um, actresses, I was just like, okay, so we have um, Cersei Lannister. Yes, we got, have. Yeah, you got we a have Doctor American. Who. We got a Doctor Who. We got an American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. We have um, <laughs> Crouching Tiger. Rich- 
Oh yeah. Isn't she also in Crazy Rich Asians? Yes. Yes. And then I, mean, I was like, like they're like fucking legends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Karen Gillian is in Guardians, right? Yes. And then for Carla Gugino, it's just like spy kids. <laughs> <laughs> Holy you know, shit, spy kids. <laughs> yeah, for like they're all like legends within their own um right but like it was a very good like action film like so excited don't be um, too don't i don't know quick know. question do you think they're trying to bank off this black widow uh with the assassinations assassin- know, uh, um, i haven't seen atomic blonde but i i like aesthetically from what i've i've seen like on tumblr and stuff like it looks very similar i i get more of like a kill bill yes vibe. kill bill oh, vibes. Sure. um so i mean like who doesn't love a good revenge um lady revenge film like i okay, i well, love it it was it, okay in the first i'm sorry to digress but there's <laughs> a in that first kind of scene and they're drinking that milkshake oh, mother uh-huh, and daughter spoilers. didn't it seem like they were not mother and daughter it was kind uh, because of like, of like well d- you do know did you know that that was a younger actress <laughs> yes yes i did okay. but but still it was it didn't feel like they were just intensely looking and clutching that milkshake um it's like the perfect balance of like action maybe a little camp mm-hmm. um but very much upon like in that uh what, what do they call those Ex- exploitation spaghetti okay, westerns okay. yeah it's, it's like if you're a film I nerd yes, i guess yes, that's yes. what you would call thank it thank you for helping me translate that one because i was like ooh, there's a lot of um shows on netflix that are turning the queer like up but they're not fully committed it's like they sprinkle sprinkle you know yeah it's like it's very like the queer baby um some people found it queer baby i you know i found it sapphic like okay so i i don't really consider that to be queer bait um but you know i think it to each their own um you you were talking about costco earlier so they have tai chi boba uh, (laughs) preschools whoa 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 whoa. okay so like i saw them when i went to costco didn't pick them up Thankfully, my parents got some and we're like, this, we have too much in our extra freezer here. Take this. Um, so it's literally a Thai tea boba, milk tea, Thai tea with boba Ooh. on a stick. Wait, and so is the boba like frozen? Um, I mean, it's like, it's not frozen hard like because you know when you eat it it softens up a little but like I don't mind it at all like it's really good I like it you know I'm I'm lactose intolerant but I don't give a fuck whatever can I piggyback off of your dreams your um your wreck Nicole (laughs) um Trader Joe's has ube and also I think I think it's like chocolate boba ice cream whoa i think i've like i haven't had their boba ice cream but i've had their ube and it's like it's decent if you don't have like a magnolia <laughs> near yeah. you like that's the next best thing good to know yeah. white people love ube so you know that they really when do. trader joe's has ube you know it's like <laughs> oh you you want to know a really socially awkward like situation i went to a uh, cafe and there was a um a Philippinex clerk or not clerk what is it like a person who like does like who works there mm-hmm. um and they said would you like to try our oob and I'm like oh my god no. I remember I know you well I think we were talking about dessert it was yeah. a dessert episode and you said this and I was like oob I was like what the heck is a oob and it's like this is the purple thing and I was like oobe 
And I'm like, oh my God. I bought two. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a happy ending. I'm into it. Um, oh, and so uh, my third recommendation <laughs> um, is I went down into like an indie rock OPM wormhole. Oh. So OP, like, and I didn't know this, that I didn't know that OPM meant original Filipino music. Like, this is how yeah. disconnected I am with like uh, Filipino made content. That's a drug? No, just kidding. Right, or at the club. Um, <laughs> So I, you know, after listening to the soundtrack of um, Nawawalang, mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of like in my diasporic feels about like finally like finding music that like is made by people who kind of look like me, but like mm-hmm. uh, it definitely is like of a, a genre that I guess in the West is more synonymous with like white people. So like shoegaze, indie rock, that kind of music. So if you're into like, Mitski or like Band of Horses um so and I know that these bands are like well established um I just am very new to them so uh I have three recommendations uh <laughs> three times three to the second <laughs> <power>. <laughs> uh the album um Kulayan Natin by Muni Muni um mm. the album Papunta Pabalik by Otto Otto Elek oh. and then uh Tama na ang drama Ooh. by Bangdan Shirley. Like, I, like I think that, that one. this is a if you're if your music player has like lyrics, this is a really good way to like reintegrate Tagalog into like your Ooh. like because that's what I used to do with like or and I still kind of do this with like when I'm listening to reggaeton or whatever like Spanish pop. Like that's re- reading the lyrics and like singing them like helps familiarize me with Spanish. Like, bitch, why wasn't I doing this with Tagalog? Because I didn't know. Uh, but yeah, um, I'll I'll link the bands and stuff. <laughs> Gosh, y'all, we went over in time. How socially awkward is that? <laughs> Not classy, because, because time is a construct, and so is social awkwardness. social awkwardness. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Bruja Baddies. This is Nicole. This is Daniel, and this is Jean, and this is a Philippine X podcast to magically disappoint. Just maybe everyone. Have a good time.